develop a generation of treatments that selectively target the underlying abnormalities. The second reason is that computing is fast approaching barriers to further development. Computers cannot do many tasks that animal brains do effortlessly, despite the inexorable increase in processing power. For instance, although computer scientists have made huge progress in visual recognition, the machines still struggle to make use of context in a sense or to use arbitrary scraps of information to predict future events in the way the brain can. Moreover, because more powerful computers require more energy, supplying their needs will one day no longer be feasible. The performance of today's supercomputers is measured in petaflops, quadrillions of logic operations per second. The next generation, due around 2020, will be 1,000 times faster and will be measured in exaflops, quintillions of operations per second. By itself, the first exascale machine will probably consume around 20 megawatts, roughly the energy requirement of a small town in winter. To create increasingly powerful computers that perform some of the simple but useful things that humans are capable of in an energy-efficient way, we need a radically new strategy. We could do worse than take inspiration from the human brain which performs a range of intelligent functions on a mere 20 or so watts, a million times fewer than an exascale machine, and equivalent to a weak light bulb. For that, we need to understand the multi-leveled organization of the brain from genes to behavior. The knowledge is out there, but we need to bring it together, and our instrument will provide the platform on which to do that. Critics say that the goal of modeling the human brain is unachievable. One of their principal objections is that it is impossible to reproduce the connectivity among the brain's 100 trillion synapses because we cannot measure it. They are correct that we cannot measure the web of connections, which is why we're not going to, at least not all of it. We intend to reproduce the myriad connections among brain cells by different means. The key to our approach is to craft the basic blueprint according to which the brain is built the set of rules that has guided its construction over evolution and does so anew in each developing fetus. In theory, those rules are all the information we need to start building a brain. The skeptics are right. The complexity they generate is daunting. Hence our need for supercomputers to capture it. But unraveling the rules themselves has a far more tractable problem. If we pull it off, there's no logical reason why we cannot apply the blueprint in the same way that biology does and build an in silico brain. The kind of rules we're talking about are ones that govern the genes that lead to the types of cells that are in the brain and the underlying plan for the way those cells are distributed and how they're connected. We know that such rules exist because we discovered some of them while laying the groundwork for the HBP. We started doing that almost 20 years ago by measuring the characteristics of individual neurons. We collected vast amounts of data about the geometric properties of different neuronal types and digitally reconstructed hundreds of them in three dimensions. Using a painstaking method called patch clamping, which involves placing the tip of a microscopic glass pipette up against a cell membrane to measure the voltage across its ion channels, we also recorded the neuron's electrical properties. In 2005, modeling a single neuron took a powerful computer and a three-year PhD project. It was clear that more ambitious goals would soon become achievable, however, 
and that we could model larger elements of brain circuitry even if our knowledge of those elements was incomplete. At the Brain Mind Institute at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lucerne, we launched one of the HBP's predecessors, the Blue Brain Project. We would build what we call unifying computer models, models that integrate all existing data and hypotheses about a given brain circuit, while reconciling conflicts in that information and highlighting where knowledge is lacking. As a test case, we set out to build a unifying model of a brain structure called the cortical column. The column is the equivalent of a processor in your laptop. To use a crude metaphor, if you were to put a miniature apple core through the cortex and pull out a cylinder of tissue about half a millimeter in diameter and 1.5 millimeters in height, that would be a column. Within that tissue core, you would find a very dense network consisting of a...